Last time on Crudely Drawn Swords. We are on the plane. The fight is over. Kia manages to coax her horse over a bit. And she says, what do you all want to do now? Shall we travel on? Do you need some time to heal your wounds? How long do we have yeah. until we need to get to Malahim? About six months. We're not so far now. Yeah, let's take the opportunity to rest up for the night and ensure we're all in tip-top condition. Fly, Trevor! Fly! And I would imagine that that doesn't work. And he's just got some ornate uh, wings. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let me just jump in quickly and say something. <sighs> Maybe if you had enough power at your disposal, you could exercise that sword and blow it up. It doesn't feel to me like it would immediately be successful. I, perhaps I can try and commune and finance more information on it. I don't really think Ullenbri independently is a threat. The problem we've got at the moment is Hector is a threat and he's attacking all of our land. This is to do with the gods. And the gods are going to have more understanding. So you're going to speak to your goddess anyway. I am, yes. So we should get a much more concrete, firm, informed answer from your goddess. Tristan, um, would you like to um, let, let's have a discussion about the uh, the little rite that we're going to perform tomorrow, and we'll go off to, to one side away from the others. So we're going to be performing this, and it's going to involve me trying to contact a, a Coney, um, and obviously this is quite a, a strange land, as we know, full of different creatures and, and influences. Um, you've used your um, your song and your magic before to manipulate the the harmonies or something of what's going on That's here. That's true. Is that something that you can do to try and make sure that my channel to a Coney is clear of outside influences? And... Yeah, if I... I'm assuming it's kind of a spoken prayer that you give. Um, well, actually, no, it doesn't... Even if it's internal, if I... I what I can do is I'll, I'll, I'll do my best to sort of read... The, effectively read the vibe, read the notes that you're you're giving off while you're praying and just tweak them and make sure that they stay on course pretty much so again as I describe it's almost like I hear, a, I, I almost see a music and I can if it feels like the land or the curse or something's kind of distracting you or like if your natural thoughts almost like when you meditate and you kind of go off course I can kind of with magic and sort of manipulation, I kind of guide your senses and keep you on the right path, I guess, yes. and try and keep all the stuff out. Out, yeah. Do you think that there's any significance to us travelling with somebody from the lineage of fire and trying to seek information on this item associated with the diametric opposite? Do you think that could influence this in? what we're going to ask in some way. My gut says no. I don't think, as much as Banbury's a little shitbag, I don't think I've necessarily seen anything that indicates that he has inclinations towards doing the same thing, but for the lineage of fire, if you see what I mean. I don't feel like that's his motivation. No, I I, I, I don't Um, think I'm suggesting 
that necessarily. You think it might just? What do you mean then? I do. I I don't fully understand the power balances between the different lineages and how they play off against each other. Um, if destroying this upsets some kind of balance in favour of another one, then I mean, it may be that that's something that we might be interested in. It may be something that some other influence might be interested in. I, I don't know. Yes, maybe. I, I guess I'm not, not suggesting that um, anybody would want to take it and use it for a specific purpose, but maybe that's the question we're trying to answer, actually. I guess it's just like us. You know, nations rise, nations fall. One nation hundreds of years ago would have been on top beating down the other nation and now it's risen and is beating down the other one maybe that's just the nature of everything hmm. so I think that's just part of it maybe it's always in constant flux it's all constant chaos so I don't think it's necessarily going to alter what we're asking of Akoni because she's kind of external to all that but I can see if I feel like there's any kind of influence trying to sway if that's what you mean and I can kind of Keep it out as best I can, or try to. I don't know, it might not even work. Okay, well, let's just do it, shall we, and see what happens. So, the morning comes, and as dawn approaches, a thunderstorm is rumbling across the plain, the clouds are gathering, and you can see distant flickers of lightning. And so, is Percy kneeling on the ground? Yeah, so he will have marked out a similar circle to the one that he used for the exorcism and um, let's say as this is he's seeking some sort of revelation from a coney then this time on each of the uh, the points the seven points within that circle he places a lantern um, and literally goes around lighting those saying a few words over each of them um, then he will sort of sit cross-legged I guess in the middle and do some introspective meditation. As you're doing that, the rain starts to fall. It's big raindrops. It starts out just a few and then they're getting heavier and heavier and more and stronger. There's this really intense rain that is hammering down. What are you doing, Tristan? Just sort of watching, listening, playing my guitar and I'm just in tune with the rain and the notes and just seeing that everything's kind of ticking along correctly. I'm just letting it all wash, just letting the sound and the notes wash over me and just listening and taking yeah. it all in. And you're getting, like, it is absolutely tanking down. You're getting soaked. That's fine. Weirdly, Percy is completely dry. Oh, I'm going to shuffle a little closer. <laughs> yeah, I'm, it's like the rain is just missing him, but it's raining equally as much around him. It's just not raining on him. I, I'm going to sort of move behind Percy and sort of put my legs around <laughs> his legs and kind of put... So I'm just going like to ghost back Percy. <laughs> yeah. Playing my guitar. What are you doing? That's not helpful. Ah, oh, fine. I'm just going to be like... Shake. Did I get off me? Give me some space. <laughs> you're, you're crowding me. If this is help, why don't you roll aid interfere, Tristan, with your bond with Percy? It's a helpful roll. It's a success. So that's plus one forward. So, Percy, why don't you cast this spell? Yeah, I've learned to tune out the rain. I've had enough gigs in the rain. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's very... Uh... As long as the mic doesn't get wet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't want it on your amplifier. I'm actually using the raindrops to kind of do a bit of sort of quiet percussion. Yeah, and, and they actually work for that. The other thing you're finding as you reach into the harmony of the world around you, 
the weight of that storm is enormous. Am I able to sort of slightly form my own shell around me and sort of tweak the raindrops as they're falling around me? Is that something I can do on a good 10 roll? Just lighten it a little. You reduce it a little, but every time the wind blows, it's then like getting it splashed in your face. That's all right. Percival Cleft Mm. has rolled a five (laughs) on wisdom. Oh, for crying out loud. How much was Tristan added? One. One. (laughs) No, 2d6. Yes, so on a success, you give him plus one forward. Wait, I could take that ability that means I give more than plus one forward. I forgot Uh, to do that with my three spells I need to choose. Yes, you did. Percy is struck by lightning. A bright incandescent beam of lightning comes crashing down and strikes him. Tristan, you feel it burn across you. You feel this incredible heat. Percy, Mm -hmm. you're in a soft, warm light. And it's like a spotlight shining down on you. And everything outside of its radius is very dim. Except Tristan. (laughs) He just smells of burning. (laughs) You're in this comfortable light. And an elderly halfling woman steps into the light from the other side. And she's carrying a stick. And on the stick is a chain and a lantern. And she says, Hello, my paladin. Hello, my lady. Round here, you know, they call me Grandmother Thunder. Oh. It's rather an exciting name. It, that certainly is an exciting name, yes. What is it you wanted to know, Percival? I come seeking information, I, I, I suppose, um, and perhaps a little of your history and the history of the Seven uh, as part of it. Um, so we have the Sword of Alumbria, as I'm, I'm sure you are aware uh, and Blade Kalanoia. The Blade Kalanoia, that's it. Now, we are aware that it's significant. Um, we are aware a little of its history and that it was involved in some, some kind of trap to split open the Divine Realm and pull through gods so that the Fae could hunt them. But we're unsure of its role in the world as it is now, uh, we're conscious that a power has risen connected to the element of ice uh, that may actually be headed up by Hector, who was once part of your church. As we have this in our possession until now, we've, we've been aware that, uh, that people have been chasing it, and so we've kind of tried to remove it from, from play, if you like. We're now really sort of seeking guidance on what happens next. Should we seek to destroy it, is it possible to perform some kind of uh, exorcism or to use the power in a greater right? Uh, or is it now part of the natural order of things um, and shouldn't be touched? Is it? I, I guess we... We seek more information on the sword and its place in the world and the opinion of the Seven on it as well. The sword was held by a guard, you know, during the Tide of Light. It was a weapon wielded in that battle. But it's far older than that. It is from the start of that time, that 
broken age and we repaired the divine realm. We fortified it once more, but it was destroyed long before, at the time the sword was lost, and the sword is still a part of Ulumbriya, part of the spirit where it was taken from. So if it is destroyed, it will not, the physical sword may be destroyed, the power within it will not be. This is what you need, will need to understand, to consider. And if it is destroyed, the power will be relinquished. If it is not, the power will be maintained. If the power remains in the sword, it cannot be drawn on by those who wish to draw on it from the ice. However, if Ulumbraya regained completeness, she may not comply with whatever their will is. If Hector is leading it, if, then... He was such a sweet boy. I wonder what has... I wonder what will... I wonder why he would... And then the lightning's gone. Tristan, you feel like this blazing heat and the shock of the lightning striking Percy flings you back. I'm going to backflip and land on my feet. Roll dexterity. <laughs> yeah, I think you could roll dex if you really want to do that. Yeah. I, think, I think that's legit. Fail, 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 fail. That's what Enigma would try and do. So you're flung backwards through the air. It's a flash of lightning. It's there and it's gone. Boof. Tristan flips through the air, like flung unwilling into the air, and then just catching that moment of flight, flipping yeah. and landing back on his feet. Yeah. I think maybe he does... I kind of skid back yeah, a bit, hero like style. Yeah, I the kind of superhero anime type, landing yeah. with two feet and then just sliding back along the ground. <laughs> yeah, and then, with my head down, I'm going to kind of look up and flip my rain-soaked hair out of my eyes, glance at Enigma as if to say, you know... And then I'm going to go and see that Percy's okay. I was actually looking in the other direction. I missed all of it. Yeah, but I saw that you saw and then glanced away quickly. <laughs> so Tristan, to be clear, this was a single flicker of lightning. Percy, how do you look after that lightning moves away? After that conversation ends? Um, I mean, if I've been struck by lightning, I imagine I would be unconscious, maybe? <laughs> Your experience with the lightning was that floodlight. Oh, right, okay, so that, that's just how it was perceived. Sensation. So that was you being struck by lightning. So you've taken no ill effect from it. Okay. Was it an instant for yeah. me? So yeah. I was a shock knocked... So, okay, cool. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I don't think that I would look particularly sort of draggled or anything from it. No, because you've stayed dry Maybe. in yeah, spite of the rain. Yeah. Almost yeah, well I'd... refreshed. Maybe he's got like a Harry Potter like lightning <laughs> tattoo on his forehead now. Yeah, I, I, I think I would look like I've just had a really good breakfast. <laughs> yes. So does Percy like get yeah. up? Do you, you, do you stay there for a little um, while? Yeah, no, I'll, I'll probably stay there to ensure that the experience has passed. Um, I would, I'll probably stay there to see if the, I mean, her being the goddess of thunder and there being lots of thunder and rain about, then I'll stay for a couple of minutes to see if that um, passes. Okay. Well, you've got to count 
you've got to count to see if the if she's coming or going. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, assuming that the the weather front um, was associated with uh, reaching out to communicate with her, then I will uh, I will wait to see if that goes completely. And if it doesn't sure. after a while, then I guess it just happened to be raining. Okay. So Percy is now just still kneeling in place. What are you doing, Tristan? Get a check. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I'm going to just check to see if he... <coughs> um, you get about... Half... I'm just going to sneeze a bit. Yeah, I've got a bit of hypothermia from the rain. You get about halfway to him and he's struck by lightning. Yeah. Percy, you're back in that floodlight. <laughs> okay. And Grandmother Thunder walks back in hmm. and she says... He believes the reckoning is coming. I do not know if he is correct, but he believes it. And it has driven him to these actions. Understand, my paladin, that these actions are unjust. His decisions are quite wrong. And it is our wish that he is prevented. Understood. But it may be that a reckoning is coming. And if a reckoning is coming, then... Everything may end. I see. And the reckoning, does he see that as a conflict between bloodlines or something else? No. It is when the forces of the world, the conscious forces of the world, renegotiate their agreements. It has not happened in this age of life. If his researches have led him to believe that one is coming, then he is probably wrong. But if he is right, it is beyond imagining. Whether or not you destroy the sword, Percival, your first charge, above all, must be to stop Hector. And then she steps back and the light fades and there is an enormous crash of thunder. Okay. Yeah, so Tristan, the ground around Percy is now scorched with these lightning, like these tree patterns on the ground that lightning sometimes causes and... You get the impression that if any rain was falling on his armour, it would be steaming. But right. Percy seems untouched. Uh, I mean, twice bitten, thrice shy. <laughs> so I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna stay back and just kind of play my tune, cautiously glancing around to make sure I'm not gonna get knocked back again. No more lightning strikes around you or near you, but and you start to feel the great weight of the storm passing on and the weight of its music and harmony starting to dissipate to the upper air. The rain starts to clear, and the steppe smells fresh and herby with all this kind of... this rich water on the dry soil. Banbury and Enigma, if you've been staring out, you'll have seen Percy get struck by lightning twice, but obviously none of the conversation. But the rain is starting to let up. And Tristan do some hella cool moves. Yeah, and Tristan got struck by lightning and did some rad cool moves after trying to, like, wrap his legs around Percy. (laughs) (laughs) There may be justice in that. It's hard to know. Uh, Does Percy look like he's fine? Percy? Yeah, yeah, I I think he looks fine. Just leave him to it until he gets up and tells us what's going on. I'm sure it's just uh, part of the whole thing. Well, yeah, I guess. Sort of walk out and see what he knows. See what he found out. What happened, Percy? Well, I spoke to a Coney. Oh, what did she say? I mean, I guess, put simply, then 
the sword is just a, a vessel which holds power. Now, at the moment, all of that power that is associated with the element of ice and Ulumvaya is contained within the sword. Uh, we can crack it open, we can destroy the vessel, but that will release the power. Um, and from what I understood Kony said, uh, then it would return somewhere. It would be sloshing about for somebody to wield. Now that, that may well be Ulumvaya. It may be that Hector managed to get it some, in some way. I feel like we already knew that was going to be the situation. What we really needed from Akoni was where the power's going to go. Ah, it would go back to Ulumbriar. Okay. All right. So we can't we can't downpower Ulumbriar by doing this. But potentially, what did she say about Ulumbriar maybe fighting Hector if Ulumbriar had a bit more power? What Ulumbriar does is kind of what is up to her, really. Now, that may be that she's not on board with Hector. So is this a thumbs up or a thumbs down from Akoni to destroy the sword? I'm assuming by the way you're saying this is a thumbs down. I mean, Akoni spoke to Hector, um, and wait, what? I believe Akoni went and spoke to Hector, or at least uh, divined him in some way, and so she was able to then return to me and instructed that Hector believes a reckoning of some sort is coming, uh, is coming, and that he may or may not be right in that, but the actions that he's taken should be opposed, um, and she has charged me with stopping him above all else. Percy, when, when you said that hmm. you knew Hector from your past when you were growing up, I didn't realise that yes. he was part of your church. So Hector still actively follows Akoni? I don't know that he actively follows a coney i mean he's answered her when she's spoken to him i mean she's a goddess can't she? surely she if she wants hector to be stopped surely she can reason with him if he ever followed her and ever had faith if, earlier today this evening you said that the man that you <laughs> knew didn't seem like he wanted power but the man that you knew presumably at that stage followed a coney no to be clear hector was actually a Priest of Merope, I believe. Uh, no, sorry, that's true. Yeah, because yeah, he was yeah. a smith enchanter. Yes, yes, but he he followed the seven. Yeah, yeah, of course, he was in the church. Okay, yeah, but he had faith in the seven, and yet one of the seven has just yes. outright asked him something, and he's like, surely she could just say, "Well, I'm a goddess, and you followed me once. Stop." Like, was he a paladin, or was he just a? I mean, I I didn't really want to pick holes in her approach, to be honest. I don't think... Bull and Briar that I'm going to destroy Hector. And my intention of how I'm going to do that is by pointing you at him hmm. and me standing very far away. So, I mean, um, that's fine. But he's a long way away from here. He is a long way away. Now, uh, I found it interesting that she was talking about a, a reckoning coming. Um, and when I asked her more about that, then she said that that would be a time in which people would renegotiate the contract uh, by which I take to mean the, the, the whole contract of reality and what we understand to be norms and and otherwise. Conceivably, is could our journey to Malahim be leading towards that? Are we going to be the reckoning? I doubt it. I Yeah. <laughs> I doubt it. I don't think Ooh. what we're doing... I well, think what we're I mean, doing is undoing a curse. Uh, earlier... 
but we were heading to Malahim, and we're going to release like a significant amount of power that would affect the entire land. That I mean, that seems pretty big. I guess. I mean, curses. I've known from history witches that have done curses on villages and cities, and the curse ends, and it doesn't cause too much disruption. The power just kind of, as a, there's a magic in everything, and it just kind of floats off. But on this scale, an entire land, I've never heard of a curse on this scale. Hmm. I mean, we, Tristan was charged to do this by somebody from the Land of the Dead. I, if, if you're talking about reckonings and contracts between what we know to be true and what we don't, then the fact that we've been asked to perform some sort of task in this strange place by somebody that's, that's not even over this plane, I don't know how often that happens. I mean, they probably were someone of this plane. Yes, I suppose that's true. Yes. Everyone we met there was someone that was mortal and died. Yeah, we don't necessarily know that the song is the source of the curing, though. It could be that she just thought I was a bard, but my magical ability is going to have wider ramifications. For we knew that person that we met and trust and promised was a witch who cursed this land in the first place yeah. and has died and now feels embittered and, and sad that she's done it and wants it undone. Yeah, I that's mean, believable. What is the best way to stop Hector, I think, is my immediate question that comes out of that, as that is something that we need to hold Kill above him. all else. Now, on a, you've mentioned for some time that we've been away too long and on a very simplistic level, we could just turn around now and race back um, but that would mean sacrificing Tristan which I don't particularly want to do well, let's go Ooh. I mean yeah. we're only three yeah, weeks yeah. away although one of the big questions I keep forgetting to ask you is you've got mm -hmm. this power where you can lock us to a location we can leave that location you can say a magical word and we'll all teleport back there why the F didn't we do that back in Karis? Because I couldn't do it then. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> I was thinking, yeah. that's a pretty big balls up there, buddy. No offence yeah. and all that. It's, it's, almost, okay, okay, it's okay. almost like Percy's power is on another level now. Yeah, okay, good. Yeah. Good. I sense. can get us back a lot faster than we came now. Yeah. Ow. I, I, Magic. But when we go back, I'll be able to get us back to Malahim really quickly. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that's that. <laughs> um, we are, I mean, if... If I if we were months away still, if it was going to be loads of time, I'd have said, yeah, let's just go back and see what we can do. We are three weeks away, and now that it seems that the quest is bigger than just saving my life, we might be able to go back at the head of an army. Yeah, that that's what I'm, I'm thinking. I think we might be better off going to Malahim. I mean, even if it's if it's going there and all we're doing is lifting, well, all we're doing is lifting a, a curse, but the, the purpose is, as as stated, and we lift a curse then that would seem to give us a lot of leverage with the people that live in these lands, and it may be that I mean, we're able to take some sort of relief force back with us. Either way, we'll still be saving potentially hundreds of thousands of people, an entire continent we'll be improving the lives of. If the war was going anyway, what four people could do, we've, we've still done something good with our time here. It's not wasted, yeah. we're still helping people. My, my inclination is that if we go to Malahim, then something will come of it, and if we go back then an additional four people will be back three weeks earlier. And our time is definitely wasted um, at that point. And, and yeah, I, I'm, I'm not sure how much that will add compared to 
how much we could potentially add if we do. I don't think I don't there. think any of us at this stage realistically think we shouldn't just finish this in Malahim. No, perhaps it's just a debate I'm having with myself as I have literally spoken to Akoni and she said make it your top priority above all else. And my top priority until this point has been get to Malahim. Mm. Um, but I think that the two are not mutually exclusive is basically what I'm, I'm saying. Not to suggest I'm a pretty big deal, and I appreciate it now sounds like that's what I'm saying, but I think I am going to be able to help in what's coming, yeah, given I what I now know of the magics that I possess. So I think if we don't go to Malahim and I was to die, we may be weaker going back, if you see what I mean. <laughs> I mean, I'd still have six months. We'd still be able to get a lot done in six months, but if we haven't finished it by then... You're going to lose whatever... I mean, I might be able to find all manner of shit on the way home. No, I could zip us all back here. Yeah, that's true. Oh, that's true. Although you'd have to go there first, in which case Tristan might as well have sung the song. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I've still got three, maybe four skills to pick. (laughs) (laughs) I could just make stuff that's going to really help us when we get back to Karis. My inclination um, after that discussion is to not destroy the sword for the moment. Um, I think the fact that it is out of reach is a more assured way of not pairing up something unknown. Could we leave it in, at the very least, could we leave it in Malahim under protection of these people? I think people? It's, it's kind of an all or nothing sort of deal. So we have the sword, which means that there is no additional power floating around either with, uh, with Ullumbriar and thus potentially mm. Hector. Okay, so, and as long as it remains in our possession, then we know that to be a case, and that's probably a good thing. Um, if we... If Hector or Ullumbriar gets the sword, then they have everything that's contained within that to do with as they will. Um, if we crack it open, then it goes somewhere um, back to Ullumbriar, um, and then something happens with it and Ullumbriar might be able to fight Hector who's using her and therefore he might be downpowered which is what I've said from the start possibly or possibly it it brings upon this reckoning you know. maybe so. Tristan to answer that no we can't because we don't have enough power we've said from day one we don't know how to destroy the sword I'm saying there's enough power in this curse that we can oh. use it to destroy the sword this is a one and only chance this is why I'm saying we want to do this, and this is why I still think we should destroy the sword. I mean, we have... Do we are we, Do we know what kind of percentage of her power we're talking about? Are we talking about 5, 10, 15, 90%? I mean, any, any rough guess? That we're not going to get those kind of answers. Uh, d- d- does it matter what the percentage of the power is? I mean, if Ullumbriar is you know, more powerful than anything that we've ever encountered, then 10% of that, well, than 5% of that... I mean, we we know that it's that it's a part of her. We know that it was sufficiently powerful that it cut open the divine realm. We kind of don't need to know the proportion of how powerful it is. We know that it would be significant. I mean, to be fair, if Hector is abusing and using the power of a Coney, Ellen Bryant, sorry, if it's too much of a risk to assume that if we give Ellen Bryant more power, then she's going to have enough power to fight him. 
rather than he will yeah, if he's, not just use if, if, extra. If we, I feel like we just power him up. Yeah, if he, if he's already bound her, um, and that's what he's using to to power up anything that he's got going on, then it's just recharging the battery that he's drawing from. You know, how Banbury are you suggesting that we would use this curse to break the sword? So at the moment, you can cure the curse on a very localized level. We're about to go to Malahim on the assumption that that's where this curse started, in that very hall, and that we're going to somehow be able to... I was going to... I can curse a city now. I can put a plague on... Like, I'm going to curse this city. Like, I'm going to try and send every single ogre in there to sleep so we can sneak in. Like, admittedly... Yeah, we're still going to have to tiptoe and someone's going to have to make uh, a spinning wheel and we're going to have to prick one of the buggers. But That'd be probably the least well, buggers. Say, he's, he's uh, let me just get my trousers off quickly. Pricks are kind of his speciality. If we can make a spinning wheel, I can curse it. We can prick the main kind of leader in there. They'll all fall asleep and then we can do this thing. Uh, wait, wait. Should theoretically work. How long are they going to fall asleep for? Uh... Depends how well I cast it. I don't want to save everyone only to have them sleep for a thousand years. Or to be awoken to be awoken by the kiss of a handsome prince. I will have to then spend the rest of my days kissing people. <laughs> and I'm not complaining. Tristan, we're only going to curse the Ogre Citadel, so the Ogres are going to fall asleep. Yeah, but then they're going to be turned into humans. No, I don't think that's going to happen, buddy. I think when you... When you go no. fully Ogre. You reckon they're going to stay as Ogres, but be... Yeah, oh, well, I was... don't think I that they're going to change gonna... back. Okay, I always assumed it I would. I don't think so. I mean, it might do. In which case, yeah, sure. Kiss the lead one. All of them might awake. I don't know. I haven't looked into that bit that is, You're not a prince. Kia's walking past on her way to gather in the uh, horses, and she's like, do not condemn anyone to be woken by Tristan. <laughs> and just keeps going off to... Uh... I hear you. Uh, what I does she know? You. Or he know? Whichever one that was just talking. That was Kia. Ah. Uh. She was woken up by you only very recently in very incompetent circumstances. Yeah, not with true love's kiss. <laughs> no. Anyway, we can get all the power from this curse and reverb it back into one place, the place we were standing, and force it through one thing, the thing being the sword plunged into the earth okay. and use that to shatter the sword and hopefully dissipate the magic inside and, uh, and just... to turn it into... It's too big a gamble. At the moment, we know we have it. We know where the power is. We know that it isn't powering up Hector, and we might be able to go back and fight it. If we could do it as a, okay, all other options have failed, yeah, sure, let's try it. It seems like quite a leap to me. Are you saying that we would have to channel it through the sword for it to to work? There's going to be a huge amount, like a countries-wide amount of raw energy just suddenly flooding up. So I'm going to... Well, it's going to be even more if we crack open the sword. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll put it into something else. Maybe we can put it into you and empower you so you're equal to We'll, we'll to be Hector. putting it into Olympia. No, we'll be putting it into forging it to shatter something. I could maybe put it into these marbles and make them such a hot pyre that they literally evaporate all the ice and the metal and everything that is in that sword and burn it and destroy it. But they need... I'm not as powerful as an Olympia. I can't melt this thing by myself. We're not tossing it into a volcano. We could make this as we could make these these marbles of the element of fire with all of this energy and powered and burning hot and bright 
Erlenbreyer is empowered by uh, a city's worth of people who followed her and wanted to turn her into a demigod. We'd be getting enough power that has cursed an entire land that's bigger than a city to just try and destroy one bit of something that she made. Like, you're, both, you're all saying these are big stretches. We're dealing with a big stretch world. Like, nothing we're dealing with is, like, small fry. No, I, I, I understand that that's what you want to do with it. I, I don't understand that that's... If you're saying we've got that amount of power and we want to do something with it, and well, that that's the only thing that we can do what it, else, with what, it, or that's that's what we have to do I, with it? I, I is, personally feel inclined to destroy that sword. I felt like we should destroy that sword for ages. What else can we do with that power? What else would you want well, to do with that power? We can use it to cure the whole land. We're, we're going to cure like, the purpose, isn't it? I think just relieving the curse. Like when a curse is relieved, when the frog is like when the frog spell wears off, it just wears off. When this curse is relieved, like it'll just there's almost a thread to a curse. If you pull that thread, the curse comes undone. You don't need to use extra power to undo it. You're just unlocking it. It's like a lock. It's like a door. We're going to be unlocking that door with Tristan's voice. We don't need to use the power. We can use that power for something else. Something that might help the war. Something that might save our families. But that doesn't necessarily have to be breaking open this sword. It could be something else that we can think of. Yeah, sure. I just want to okay. destroy that sword. Why do you want to destroy the sword? I'm just trying to make sure you don't have any ulterior motives, Banbury. Yeah, no, you're right, Tristan. I really deeply love all this, like, uh, fate stuff. And I really, really care about the element of fire. And I really, really want to empower the opposite of the bloodline I'm in. No, I don't have an alternative motive. I just think this is the most sensible option. And I think we've got one shot to do something. We might as well take the shot. I don't want to pussy out. Yeah, but it's I think a... if we've got an opportunity, <sighs> we do it. It's too big a gamble. It's uh, a gamble you're all saying to it's too not big do a gamble. It as well. It's fine. You don't want to gamble. Yeah, exactly. What Enigma just said. I didn't hear but what But we've she got said. an opportunity, and the choices are we go for it and hope and, and think that we can make a difference and we're going to take this opportunity, or we can go, oh no, we'll stick with the status quo. The status quo isn't doing very well at the moment. Our lands are being destroyed. Falmouth's under siege. Hector's winning. I think we need to challenge the yeah, status quo. We I need literally to... don't know if it's going to make it worse. We have. I don't know if I slapped you right now. If it'd make me happy, or if you'd slap me back thing, and I'd be no, unhappy. The thing is, but I'm gonna slap you. Slap. <laughs> I I will then slap him back. You know what's gonna happen. No, but but the the stated intention is to power up the thing that we're fighting. No, we're not. And then just just hope that that means that there's a, then a power struggle within that general force that we're fighting that somehow brings them down. But ultimately, we're, you're talking about powering up. Our enemy. Yeah. I don't think Ullenbriar is our enemy. I think Ullenbriar is but, a I mean, force of but, nature. But you, you've said yourself that she's been harnessed by Hector and that's where the power's coming from. Because right? she's weak at the moment. What if she's powered up and then just keeps going and is better at doing what Hector is doing and just sweeps past? Then we have, then we don't have any cards. We have nothing. But she, she's certainly not, she's certainly not on our side, right? She's not, but she's not on Hector's side. Does she want the world to become ice? Yeah, but I'm sure if you I mean, asked Trevor's there's, boss... There's the answer. Trevor would want everything to burn. There's the answer right there. Trevor gives you a big thumbs up. Right. Yeah, see? So, Trevor, if we gave you a No, 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 don't speak to Trevor. No, no, no. Tristan, don't speak to Trevor. By your logic, the logic you've just said, Trevor's not on your side. He's not your friend. He's your enemy. He wants the world to burn. Don't get him involved. That's why no, he's on our side because you control him. That's, That's why I'm asking him. Right, Olin Briar is not on our side because Hector controls Trevor, us. Trevor, if you could burn everything to ash, including all of us except for Banbury and the entire world, 
and we gave you the power to do it, would you just destroy everything and make everything burning flames? Trevor gives you two thumbs up and really nods, it, nods his head. He's, he's like... It's the nature of elements. It's the rules. Yeah. We're going in massive circles. It's yeah, but fine. we're not. None of you want to destroy the sword. We won't destroy the sword. I think we're making a mistake, but it's like Percy's cool. He's in charge, but as soon as we're done with Malahim, we all have to kill Hector. Yeah. Agree. And I think if the Hector thing, if we can't beat him, then we will try and destroy the sword. If things are going against us, I think we are going to have another opportunity. Look how powerful we've become getting here. We may find new power on the way back. And if shit does look like it's going against us, at that point, yeah, when we've got no other option, let's blow that fucking thing up and see what happens. I don't know how we're going to blow it up. but yeah, No, sure. but we didn't know that we were going to be able to come here and do this. It might be that doing this, I'll learn to manipulate more. You'll gain more powerful curses. Percy will be able to um, converse with his god and, and Nick will give us some pork scratchings when we're done. We'll all have new things we can add to this. Tomorrow, I will divine Hector, which means that I will effectively be able to scry on him um, and get a sense of where he is, maybe get some more information. Maybe that will give us a little bit more to go on. Percy, how's about that? It might be worth at some stage you trying to scry death as well and seeing where you've sent him. Because if you've sent him back to the where he came from, like, it'd be useful to see if he's with and Brian out or if he's at the front or, or what power sent him out. Or even if he's dead. Also, I mean, Hector's okay. more important, but I do think we want to check in where, where you sent death. I mean, if we're if we're going to go on a, a series of spirit journeys, then is there anything that you could develop to I mean, I could get... mean that I'm not going to be plucked out of the air and forever have my... Uh... I mean, I don't know what... What do you mean, plucked out of the air? You could just take some drugs. That's how I do it. I've seen Enigma trying to do some scrying once as well. Um, similar way. Okay. So you could just take some drugs with us? Um, yeah, never mind. We'll, we'll just give it a go. <laughs> uh, my only other question was, I can't remember whether we did or did not beat the consumer. You did, yes. You know, there are forces out there that consume power, so we seem to be meeting these super demigods. We can maybe give it to the Fae, see what they want to do with it. You've got that, <laughs> mate. Your buddy, Ambithorax. Uh, I don't think we're meant to mention his name. Trevor, out of interest, can you destroy the sword? Trevor shakes his head. Uh, right, cool. If we destroyed you, could we use your power uh, to destroy the sword, do you think? Trevor, if Tristan threatens you again and says that he can destroy you, you destroy him, okay? Trevor gives you a big thumbs up. Trevor, do any similar items uh, do any similar items exist only associated with um, with the element of fire? In the world as is, the most powerful artifact of fire is the pouch of learning. Right. And um, where is that? Trevor looks at where the marbles are hanging on your belt. <gasps> Alright. Okay. Trevor, can these marbles destroy that sword? Those marbles are above my pay grade. <laughs> Alright. And then he kind of sighs a little and flaps his flaming wings ineffectually. You look very pretty, Trevor. You want a top hat? I can make you a little top hat. <laughs> That'd be cute. Trevor's like... All okay. right, top hat time. One more question, Bambury. Uh, 
it's gonna seem like I'm being mean, but I'm not. Um, because it could be applied to any of us. Would... Do you think doing something like... And this is, again, I'm not saying we should do it. I'm just trying to get an idea of the power. Just, just spit it out. Something We're not like, killing any of us, Tristan. Yeah, sacrificing Banbury or me or Percy. But Banbury is the lineage of fire. Do you think something like that, a sacrifice of that level, could generate the power to help destroy the sword? Again, this the, is worst case scenario. Well, We're down on our luck. Everything's <laughs> gone to shit. When I chatted to the Why? Flame Eternal, he said that there was two powers that were in massive kind of cycle at the moment and are coming together and they were fire which is only now seemingly represented by me and ice which i thought was the ice twins but is actually represented by hector i think if i die or hector dies the world's just going to be in balance so i don't know if when you kill hector that i might go crazy or maybe when you kill hector maybe i'll just die anyway so I don't know. I well, don't have any. That answers. seems like a significant bit of information. Yeah. But could the power, for example, we know I'm, I've got this connection to the earth. Would me being killed, would that be a power you think you could channel into destroying the sword? Worst case scenario. No, I don't think so. You're not that special. I don't think we're going to contemplate that. No, Tristan. but if we didn't have an option, I'm trying to work out another massive power source apart from these weird marbles. Bambury, you hear a voice in your head saying, your friend has a very funny idea about the worst case scenario. Ah, <laughs> oh, you absolute fuck off. Seriously, just do one. Right. And it's gone. Uh, right. <laughs> Tristan? <laughs> yes? When they say, don't say his name, don't say his name. Whose name? The Cloud of Teeth. Who's that? Uh, <laughs> Rotten Dick Skin. <laughs> I desperately want to say that name. Why? <laughs> Because the Fey are everywhere, they're intrinsically part of the world, and so he can hear you. Can we chat with him? I mean, you don't want to, he's a trickster. Um, I'm a trickster. Fey who, mm, not on his <laughs> level. Look. Oh, I'm going to out-trickster that trickster. You watch. There we go. Next time I talk to the Flame Eternal, Percy talks to his goddess, and uh, Enigma talks to Pork Scratchings, you can chat to Rumpled Dickskin. <laughs> One last question. If we use... The, if we use the sword to play croquet with those marbles, then how cool would that be? Uh, that's your answer. Do it in the Orc Kingdom. Do it in the third person. <laughs> <laughs> he does it. Do in it the third behind person. the fourth wall. The sword. <laughs> we're protected. We're the other side of the fourth wall. <laughs> Kier, we're about to meet your bunch of your people, right? Yes, we should meet them in the next uh, few days. We even need some wood that Percy can use his whittling old man skills on, or we need whatever your equivalent of a wool spinner is. Will a drop spindle do? We do spin wool, and we weave mm. and crochet. That's too late in the process. Knitting needles? You want a drop spinner, or you want a wheel? We need a wheel. Wheel? If we get us a wheel, I can get us into the city. Well, no, that's a lie. I can get us out of the city. We're going to have to get in some other way. We'll see what we can find. We have good craftspeople, but wood's in short supply on the plains, as you can see. There aren't really many trees, and the ones there are are small and twiggy. I mean, if you want something round, I've got a shield. If you made a drop spindle, though, you could just make no. it sharp on the end, and they're quite easy to make. You could make them by just stabbing a pencil into a potato. Nigma, you have very authentic textile skills. I, uh, I learned quite a lot from the rolling people. 
<laughs> she gives you a slow nod. Yeah. <laughs> Enigma, do you reckon you can sneak in past thousands of ogres and oh. stick a spinning wheel into a queen's neck? I don't see a problem with that. I mean, when you say spinning wheel, I'm going with drop spindle right now. The kind of pencil and a potato <laughs> do we thing. Know they have a queen? I, th I think if you made a full on, you know, I think it's a spindle rather than a spinning wheel. Please I don't think be it's going to have to be the full-on spinning wheel for a, uh, an entire citadel. Yeah. You, if we use a tiny little spindle, then that room's going to fall asleep. But how how would I stab them with that? Creatively, I would assume. I think it's a spindle. Around this point, uh, Hoon and Nakia have finished packing the horses, and they're like, are you going to help, or...? Are we doing all of do this? Do horses fit in suitcases? You're doing all of it. That's what you're paid for. I was going to say. We have to do all the fighting. Are you going to help us fight? Or... <laughs> we're, we're, uh, we're making sure that this stuff is safe from packing. <laughs> we're looking after the larder by emptying it. Great. Well, let's get going. So, it's an easy day. It's an easy travel. It's, comf it's pretty comfortable. And there's a lot to be said for not feeling as though you're being pursued by a psychopathic hunter and a pack of magical hunting hounds. Hmm. Even though you were confident that you could take them on, it feels better knowing that they're out the way. And the plane smells good because it's rained. Very quickly, a lot of the plants start coming into flower, so it gets quite colourful. You have a safe day's travel. And... The next morning, mm -hmm. Percy's seeking to divine? That's correct, yes. I will um, rejig my spells, so I'll get rid of Revelation. I will pick up Divination, um, yep. which allows me to name a person, place or thing that I want to learn about, and my deity grants me visions of the target as clear as if I were there. So, nice. Um, I will prepare a little ritual area again and I will yep. cast that spell and I will clearly say the name Hector. Okay. Give me that roll. Is there any bonus that I can get for preparing an area? Is there like a prep move? There isn't, but it feels like there should... I'll roll it first and see what happens. That's a nine. Which, on this, you can take like forgetting the spell and it's not really yeah, a big deal because exactly. yeah, we're yeah. kind of skimming over travel. Yeah. Okay, so you find yourself looking into a wood-panelled office, a fairly sizeable office. There are bookshelves along one wall and a large desk at one side. Sitting behind the desk, you see your old friend Hector. He looks a little older, of course, he has kind of streaks of silver in his hair and his beard. But he looks tough. He looks wiry and solid. He hasn't gone to fat at all. He's wearing a big, comfortable coat. As you start to see this scene, there are several people in the office with him. They're wearing military uniforms, and some of those uniforms have insignia that you remember from the war, but these look like senior people. They seem to be reporting in. So, 
two these two officers, one male, one female, both standing kind of at parade rest in front of the desk. They're not sat down. And Hector's watching them with this kind of quiet intensity. The female officer is saying, the slide-lab troops proved exactly as effective as you thought. The walls came down in a matter of minutes once they were deployed fully. Those beasts are a small miracle. And Hector says, good, good, very good. So Farmouth is ours now. And the woman says, yes, we have claimed the city now. It's good. Prepare the 3rd and 5th battalions to proceed north. There's not much to stop us between there and Vale. Soon all of Karis will be under our rule. The woman salutes and says, I'll move on directly. He turns to the man and says, How is the training proceeding? Is it working out as well as you'd hoped? And the man, he says, The last set of recruits that we trained moved very quickly and really picked it up. I believe that some of your devices assisted with that. And Hector nods. He says, If you have any more, we could use them. These are a little slower to learn. And Hector nods again and looks contemplative. And then he looks at the man and says, Hold on. His desk has various... It has papers on it and a couple of books on one side and a stand with quills and ink. And there's a crystal ball on it. And he's looking at the crystal ball. And you notice that it's starting to glow. Stop the spell. Yeah. As you do, he's looking around the room. And just for a moment, he looks straight at where you feel yourself to be in the room. Eh, shit. Approaches. I'm going to go over to Dawn and say hello. <laughs> Classic. Why do you want to destroy the sword? Because I think for the I'm not going through all the reasons that I've just talked about for the <laughs> no, last two hours. No, I mean yeah. I'm, I'm just sort of checking topic, like six times this episode. Yeah, no, it wasn't. It wasn't necessarily a, a why do you want to destroy it. It was like on a personal level. Just listen back to this episode, Stuart. <laughs> you, you'll hear the reason. <laughs> I don't mean like that. I'm just trying to get to the heart of. I'm just trying to make sure you don't have any ulterior motives. You keep Barry. asking me, definitely tell you if he did have them. That's true. <laughs> I've learned. Enigma knows a lot about this. So the elephants. I don't think... Elephants. You carry on. The elephant's <laughs> in the room. <laughs> it's the elephant in the room. And I think if the Hector thing, if we can't beat him, join him. We will find a way. Join what? Him. <laughs> <laughs> if we can't, 
One more question, Bambri. Why do you want to destroy the sword? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but wait. Bambri, it's Enigma a princess. Rumpelpig's One last question. Why do you want to destroy the sword? 